The Podcast Republic app wants to make it easy for you to find your favorite podcasts. I just think everyone who wants to listen to podcasts should be able to favorite their favorite podcasts and listen to them instantly on their favorite devices. They don't even want to make you pay for the privilege of getting your favorite shows. I firmly believe this should be free to all citizens of the world at large. They have a four and a half star rating with 70,000 reviews on the Google Play Store. But why trust them? They don't sound like this. Podcast Republic app is available for free on the Google Play Store. Quick reminder here, folks. Want to do it right at the top of the show. We have a crazy dumb thing on offer for the month of February because it's our birth month and it is our favorite holiday on the show, February. We have decided that if we go up to the $80 tier on our Patreon page, that's a group support level. That's not individual donations. No one has to donate $80. But if you want to, hey. I, I, there is an $88 We'll figure tier, out some extra special things if you're like, I'll give yes. you $80 personally. Well, there's an $88 tier. It exists already. You can hit it you, you know, if you really want to go buck wild. But we are currently, as of the time of this recording, at $54 a month. If we get to 80 in the month of February, we will not only do our special commentary track for all Patreon supporters, no matter if you pledge – $2 or $100, everybody gets it. We are going to do a power hour for the first hour of the movie. So it should be pretty stupid in a good <laughs> way, I hope. <laughs> so uh, jump over to patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s and find your pledge level today. Anybody who pledges at the $5 level instantly gets three bonus episodes. The Great Muppet Caper. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And Top Gun. So if you want to hear those episodes, five bucks a month, you get them all immediately. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate your support. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am the sentient cold virus that's taken over the body of Trip Lano. And with me, as per <sighs> usual, is a man who you wouldn't like when he's angry. The Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. And that is very true. I am not a fun person when I'm angry. I like <laughs> to isolate myself. <laughs> you do a very incredible Hulk like uh you know set yourself away from people gently yeah. stroke your inner arm yeah I'm like look guys i need to i need someone to i need an attractive person to stroke my palm like <laughs> like a i almost said charlie's theron it's not her it's uh no. scarlett johansson yes. right isn't that what it, or it's the wrist yes yes it's like i you know whatever those movies are there's a lot of movies uh, I also would like to point out that you have now doomed yourself because you said, I need an attractive person to stroke my in audio form on the internet, and someone is going to edit in you saying a bad word later and put that together. Not me, because I couldn't <laughs> yeah. couldn't possibly, but someone out there is going to edit that into something salacious. And that will be the most damning thing that's ever existed of me, I'm sure. There's well, nothing this, else that I'm could possibly saying, exist that would be more damning than that. There, there's going to be a negative attack ad that's like, do you want an 80s podcast that talks like this? <laughs> if we get into a public like Twitter war with another <laughs> 80s podcast, I'm 100% here for it. But okay. only if we do like 80s style like campaign ads for like pro us. Where it's there's like sweeping beautiful shots of America, like pastoral right, right. America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually just found a stock footage website that's free use, so maybe uh, we could do that. Oh, perfect. Uh, morning podcasts are a little more fun than evening podcasts. I'm yeah, learning. Yeah, yeah. We're this is a uh, to, to, to pe peel back the curtain a little bit. We're recording this at about eleven in the morning on President's Day, since we both had off, and this is the only time we could do it. 
So that's why you're hearing me with a cold because uh, we were busy and I was hoping to be over this, but I am not. It's February. So we watched The Incredible Hulk Returns from 1988 on NBC. And you know what that means. We've got to go back. We've got to go dissect the 80s. It's your obvious backdoor pilot. Something's got to be done about your obvious backdoor pilot. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Mega powers, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. So, yes, this was a backdoor pilot for an attempted Thor series. Which is funny because. It, it, it's not like The Incredible Hulk was on the air and this was just a random movie. Like, this was right. four years after the show had been canceled or so? Yes. Which so is, the it's, like, it's a weird format for a backdoor pilot. Is it is, it is. So the I, I, I'm fascinated by this era of television. I've been, like, recently reading a, a fair bit about it. Um, so the reason why we're considering this the fourth Hulk movie, and don't add us, uh, they did two movie-length like p- pilots for the show then decided to make a show, which we're going to count as, as movie number three, even though it was like multiple se- seasons of television. And then this is the first movie back. There is another movie after this that I guess could have technically been the fourth Hulk movie, but uh, it's like a courtroom drama. When we're, when we're running out of fours, we'll grab that one and retcon. Yeah. Cause that's very eighties. <laughs> yes. But also that one's like a courtroom thing. And I just didn't want to watch the incredible Hulk sit in a witness or defense, defend whatever he said uh, the, the, Oh my God! The cold the stand. Yes, thank you, Jesus. You were right. Um, you were on the right path. <laughs> uh, anyway, Here, I feel like there. I feel like I feel like the Incredible Hulk has never been well portrayed on film. Like Mark Ruffalo is really close. Yeah, but, but there's like a, a, there's an interesting tragedy to the Hulk that I feel like is not looked at. Like other like the whole superhero dynamic of like I can't love because I need to keep you safe if anyone finds out. But like for the Hulk, there's a step further of like. When I am my superhero, I don't control myself, and you could get hurt by me. Right, except, did you see Thor Ragnarok? Yes, I did, actually. That was the fun one. Because Hulk's just, like, walking around having conversations in that movie. It was very confusing to me. Oh, I forgot. It's been a while. I see, so, my friend is a huge uh, Marvel nerd. Shout out, Matt, if you're listening. Uh, And we were going to see... Avengers colon the one where they all vaporize at the end. I can't remember what it's actually called. Spoilers. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm like real behind. I have like Doctor Strange is the latest one that I've seen, and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And we the movie's in like four hours. <laughs> and he was like, well, let's watch uh, this one. This is the fun one. So we watched Thor Ragnarok before Avengers. Yeah. Uh, I had a coworker who like really wanted to see that and was asking like, "Oh yeah, I should go check this out." And then we were me and another coworker who've seen all of the Marvel stuff were like, "Well, have you watched any of the other ones?" And she was like, "Yeah, I saw the first Avengers." And I was like, "No, no, you like it just won't be a good time at the movies. It's like this watching is the third Avengers, right?" Yes. Well, the fourth one is the one coming out shortly, which is why we did superheroes this month. Right, right, right. Avengers colon, you'll see it. It, it's over Avengers now. colon we'll still make them no it's the Avengers colon trip gets off the ride because it's been 11 years and he's 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 done it's, a, it's literally 11 years of my life I've been watching your stupid movies that's fine thank you 
Westerns were big for a while and went away. I'm sure superhero movies will do the same. But it's not superhero movies. It's Marvel movies. Because all the other ones still suck. Like, there's every once in a while you get an okay watchable superhero movie that's not from the Marvel thing. But everything else it's is rare, like... yeah. Yeah. Because it's like... People are people have said that a lot. It's like, oh, it's a superhero transfer. It's like, yeah, I. But all the cash-ins are generally pretty stinky. Wonder Woman was pretty good. I didn't see Aquaman because I like just can't possibly care. I, I just don't have it in me to care. Uh, Jason Momoa is attractive, but I can look at still shots and get the same effect. Right, and he, he was good on SNL, and I enjoyed their like you know Aquaman jokes and whatnot about it. But I just I don't I cannot possibly care. Uh, so it's interesting. It's like. It's not just that it's superhero movies because when Westerns were big, everybody's making Westerns and it wasn't like, oh, all the good ones are, you know, this connected series of, you know, whatever ones. That's true. So a, a little bit of a further deep dive just because I'm a, a nerd with a with a microphone. Um, they made the Suicide Squad a few years ago, whatever. It was garbage. We all acknowledged that it was garbage except for Margot Robbie, who was just in her own movie and like was living her best life. I love Harley Quinn. She's tattooed on my body. And so they were like, oh, we're going to make a Harley Quinn movie. And Margot Robbie was like, well, she can't be by herself. And I was like, you shut the fuck up, Margot Robbie. Let her be by herself. (laughs) So they were like, we're going to make a Joker Harley movie. It'll be like when Harry met Sally, but the Joker and Harley. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to make a a Gotham City Sirens, which is Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman. And I was like, that's so much better. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to do Birds of Prey instead. And it's going to be Harley Quinn, a character you don't know called Huntress, another character you might know called Black Canary, and then a random little girl. And then they showed a teaser footage. And if you thought they screwed up Suicide Squad costuming, just you wait. (laughs) I thought they were still making all of those. No. So I think, from what I think, they're doing the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Oh yes, that's its own thing. So that got so the Har- so the when Harley met Joker. When got did the Joker become this like role that everybody was like, if if I don't get to play the Joker before I die, it's like it's, it's the Joker is the Hamlet of this century, and I don't think it makes any sense. Well, I think it's because I, I'm guessing it's because uh, ten things I hate about you, Joker from the Dark Knight, Heath Ledger. I think it's because he did such a really good job at the Joker, and but so like, did Jack Nicholson. He did, but uh, Heath won an award for it. Yeah, because he died. I I know that. Well, we, everybody should know that. We're not like that intelligent. <laughs> we don't. We're not. We're two doofuses on the East Coast. We're not like power brokers in Hollywood. Like you think some agent somewhere wouldn't be up their client's ass and be like, "Hey, it wasn't that he played the Joker. It's that he died, and everybody was sad about it." I think. Well, I think it's because they get to then do all those interviews talking. And I I, I am also an actor, so I shit all over my own people when I say talking about the craft and how like this character was a deep dive and it was hard because all those stories from Jared Leto on the set of Suicide Squad being like he was did all this garbage like in character Joker stuff and then was on screen for approximately three seconds if if I am not a violent person but if someone sent me a used condom with a rat in it or whatever else he was doing I would have punched him in the face 
Like I would have knocked on his door and when he opened it, I would have punched him and then I would have thrown it at him and been like, if you do this again, I'm going to beat you to death with it. Like I'm going to use it as a weapon. I like, I cannot even imagine. Opening well, this is a box. also the movie set where the director came in and shaved someone's head without telling them. Yeah, I know. It's so like, this isn't, this isn't like a, this is not like a standard movie. This isn't, you know, Jaws where it's like, guys, we're all trying our best here. I'm sorry. We're all wet and cranky and the shark doesn't work. But like, this is, yeah, let's shave your head. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Someone being like, hey, we have to shave your head for this movie or you're fired is probably equally emotionally manipulative. But the part where I'm opening a box with a used condom and a dead rat no, in it, it is it a way different world. It wasn't we have to shave your head or you're fired. It was we have to shave your head, buzz. There was no conversation. I see. Well, That's my, where I come from. In any case, they, they, they tried to make their Guardians of the Galaxy. They failed. And then Disney fired James Gunn. We're not getting into the whole thing. And they were like, hey, uh, you just want to make that movie for us? And it's, it's totally fine. Wait, what? The, James Gunn is directing the second Suicide Squad movie. They're making a second Suicide Squad? Not yes. Birds of Prey? The, well, no. In addition to... Why? Because no they one wanted liked to make the first one. Right, but they were like, we wanted to make Guardians of the Galaxy. We could, we failed. So let's just hire the guy who made Guardians of the Galaxy because he's suddenly available. But like, you don't just you don't just get to make re like that's not how sequels work. Well, it is now because everything is a mess. Anyway, we have talked long enough about not this being is going at the end returns. of the episode, isn't it? <laughs> it's probably getting put to the end of the episode. This lovely this nerd conversation too long. It has nothing to do with bum, the topic. Bum, 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 so the Incredible Hulk returns. It's the quasi fourth entry in the Hulk series. Uh, we start with a quick explainer of like, this is David Banner, and he had to run away because of gobbledygook science things. Faked and also, his own death. Yes. So here's my question. Who's tuning into this movie having never seen an Incredible Hulk thing before? I don't know. And I thought it was a little unnecessary. And then I started watching this movie and I was immediately lost. (laughs) I lost the entire time. Half of my notes are questions. So I went from, why are we doing this? Everyone knows what we're here for to, oh my God, they should have done so much more information dumping in the beginning. I, don't I needed understand the Gem and the Holograms theme song that explains the canon of the universe. Yes, I absolutely need some explanation. Um, so like, there are a lot of superheroes that exist in the world. Yes. And uh, I would say most of them are not giant, muscular, green people. Right. So- why would you pick that one to like? Why is that your like Keystone superhero? Why wouldn't you like Captain America is just a look can look like a dude with a shield? Ask Universal Studios Florida, right? And also, like Batman had been a successful television show, so you'd mm-hmm. think Superman would be the next piece over. Although I guess he does fly. You got to avoid the flying for budgetary reasons, and you would think. You would also feel like you'd have to avoid turns into a giant green monster, but no. Although that Superman, is not the case. Superman was movies at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's probably why they avoided TV. Well, that and also, I just don't think they could pull off the flight effects. Yeah, like it's just—it's such a weird choice. And also, when he transforms, I was like, "That's not Hulk. That's just a really buff guy in green paint." And then I realized, '80s Hulk is just today's regular heroes. Yes. Yep, absolutely. It's really funny later when you see Thor, who, by the way, uh, did you recognize who that was? 
Uh, not for what you probably recognized him for. Little John from Robin Hood Men in Sights? No, I mean, a yes, kind of, cause, but it's been a minute since I've seen that. Did you also watch that a lot, or was I flying solo on all those watches? Uh, I watched a couple times, probably okay. just because you were watching it, but I didn't. I wasn't absorbing it. I watched that movie, like, a lot of times. He was on a Disney Channel show at, like, the <laughs> tail end of my, like, watching the Disney Channel. Uh-huh, like, so, like, when you were 17? Yeah, but, so, like, watching, <laughs> turning, I'm like, oh, are they gonna show, like, Hannah Montana from, like... Three years ago. No, you idiot. That's not a thing anymore. And I'm like, what is this show? And I would watch an episode and be like, this is dumb. He played a dad on a uh, TV show on the Disney Channel in the late aughts. What show? It's called Good Luck Charlie. Okay. I don't know. And I wasn't a breakout success, I'm guessing. No. Although I think it had lesbians. So that's cool. Um, I want to say it was like a, a, a girl made... Like, so do you remember in 30 Rock when uh, Jack thought he was dying and made tapes for his daughter? Yes. I think the premise was that. A girl was making tapes for her little sister to help her get through life. She not was she d- dying? No. Not oh. she was dying. Just because... Oh, my God. I was like, that's such a grim turn for children's television. I mean, 90s Disney probably would have done it. They did some dark shit. Hey, guys. This is Ashley, and I'm still dying. <laughs> Today we're gonna learn how to do a smoky eye. You doing your videos for your little sister? Shut up, mom! Doing your vlogs? That's good. Stay occupied. First you're gonna need... No, you started this. You keep going. I wanna hear what you think you need first for a smoky eye. Some mascara. That is a thing, yes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then we're gonna need some eyeliner pencil. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, lastly, to get the appropriate level of smudging, we're going to need some uh, liquid mascara and a wide brush and uh, a little bit of water to dab our fingers in. If anyone out there is an animator, I will pay you $50 to animate that segment because I want to see what that looks like. Liquid mascara. Is that not a thing? No, no. I feel like mascara is liquid. No, liquid liner is what you're thinking of. Yeah, that's what I meant. No eyeshadow to make a smoky eye, by the way, listeners. You don't need <laughs> eyeshadow. I, I thought the liner and the liquid stuff would be plenty. Anyway. <laughs> um, this movie's not good, in case no, you no, in case you can't tell that we're 17 minutes in. It's, it's not just not good. Well, it won't be 17 minutes, because a bunch but, of this discussion is getting moved, because I can't possibly do that to our audience. But it's not, not just that writer. it's bad. It is completely incomprehensible. And I was like, I'm glad that you're echoing the same thing, because I watched this while taking a whole bunch of Sudafed, and I was like, maybe I'm just too stoned on cold medicine. But no, no it's incomprehensible. Even the Wikipedia is hard to understand. Yeah, it's bizarre. And the craziest thing is that, like, this movie doesn't come hot off the heels of a TV show where, like, oh, no. You know, if you've been watching the four seasons of the show, you'll understand that. Like, there's been a five year gap, and this movie just goes in media res, and it's like Hulk's living with this girl on the beach, like, uh, in Lethal, not Lethal Weapon, Loaded Weapon? Loaded Weapon. Well, he also lives with a woman on the beach in Lethal Weapon. Oh, is that? Oh, never mind. That's. Probably where that joke comes from then. And uh, they're engaged. They're like serious dating, but she doesn't know he's the Hulk. 
Also, he goes by David Banyan instead of David Banner because what? And people who are looking for him can't figure it out. And I just, I'm sorry, but you added one letter. If I was looking for <laughs> Andrew Lano and then I was Googling around and I found Andrew, Andrew Lane. Yeah, Lane uh, with an A at the end, I'd be like, that's probably the guy. He's probably, that's probably still him. I should investigate. Or, or is it a double troll of like, there's no effing way he picked David Banyan as his fake name. Oh, he's a like, physicist. He's hiding in plain sight. Yeah, like, why would a physicist pick the same name as his hidden name? Yeah, I hear what you're saying there. So anyway, it's been two years since he's had a Hulk out, and he's, like, working on, you know, doing his meditation and whatnot to keep his stuff under control, which is the thing they did in the, you know, the better versions of these as well. And then we're getting, like, a tour of the lab where he works. Blah, blah, fake energy science. Yeah, it's, it's this gamma machine and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he won't take credit. They're like, "This you single-handedly came in here and saved this. He's like, nah, it's a team effort. And they're like, yeah, but it only existed after we hired you. And he's like, nah, team effort, not me. Don't don't put my name on anything, please. Not specifically. And I like that the head of the company, like in, in the movie today, the head of the company would be like, and I created everything. No involvement from anyone else. But in the 80s, they're like, please, we want to give you appropriate credit. Like, that's so weird to me. Yeah, that is not the way things work anymore. So he goes down to the lab and he pops in a CD-ROM and starts playing... It's interactive Duke- CD-ROM! He starts playing Duke Nukem 3D for a while. <laughs> Checks Blaster. Oh man, I was just explaining that to somebody recently. It's and so the re- hard. The reaction they had was like, you are making this up. And I was like, no, no, no. The cereal company paid a programming company to reskin the very violent video game Doom to be a cereal-based blaster game. It was just Doom, but If you cereal. ate rice checks with some with a spoonful of sugar like we did growing up, you could have played Chex Blaster. Yes, exactly. tweet us if you did. Um, Chex mix the ideal way to eat Chex garbage cereal. I'm sorry, it's a it's a savory food, not a sweet one. You, Get, if you have to add sugar to your cereal, that's not good cereal. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into a savory cereal. This isn't experience. porridge. You're right. It is if you let it sit for more than eight <laughs> oh, seconds. Though that's true. The half life. The half life of, of a Chex is, but before it, it, as soon as it hits the milk, you have about an eight second window to get that in your mouth, or it so will you, just be a bowl of porridge. You better be shuffling fast. Yeah, you gotta. You have to eat Chex Mix one one pour at a time. It's like you put milk in the bowl, you do a quick like sprinkle, eat, 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 and then another quick sprinkle, then eat, eat, eat. Because if yeah, you, you fill a bowl, one bowl of dry cereal, one bowl of milk, and you yes. spoon the dry cereal, dip it into the milk, and yes. then in your mouth. You have to dunk it. Yeah, yeah. Chex Mix is the best. I'm a cheddar Chex Mix man myself. No, I, I homemade classic. I want just like a. Oh, I love a homemade classic, but if I'm buying at the store, I'm gonna buy uh, cheddar. I always, I'm always disappointed by a purchase Chex mix. Anyway, the <laughs> set design. No, the set design is actually pretty cool. Of this lab, like I really dug it. It's got a bunch of like weird machines that make no sense from it's a scientific nice. All standpoint. The, the f- blinking, flashing lights, and the countdown timers. Speaking of countdown timers, he's like, so I think it's not explained. The movie doesn't explain it to no. give you a, our signature quote. Um, I think the idea is that he this gamma machine blast is going to remove the Hulk yes. from him and like rejoin him as one person again. Yes, exactly. Um so he's like, Oh so he puts it in his interactive C D ROM, uh, 
takes two hours to download the software. And then it's like, oh, he has to go sit in front of the machine. And in normal movies, you'd sit down with like 10 seconds left, five seconds left. He sits down with 30 seconds left and we have to like cut around the room Yes, and the countdown clock. And I was like, guys, stop padding this runtime. Right. Also, like, couldn't it have been set up so that he could sit in the machine and hit the button from the machine? Like, why is he doing it like you're doing a, Give a, him a remote. picture? Well, like, why are we doing, like, a group picture where you, like, set the thing up and you're like, all right, 10 seconds. Yeah, all right, uh, I'm coming on the left side. Here we go. Eight, seven, six, five. Everybody smile. Everybody smile. Keep holding it till the flash hasn't gone off. Right. So a guy intrudes and he's like, oh, it's me, Donald Blake, your old student. And I'm like, should I know who this is? And I Google. And this is the only appearance of this character in anything. No, it's not. In movies, maybe, but not in the comics. When I looked it up on some, like, wiki uh, whatever for Marvel, it was like, he is a person on Earth, blah, 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 in his only appearance. So, I think in some instances of Thor, he is the Clark Kent to Thor. Like, Odin created a wimpy, lame body for Thor to be dropped into until he finds his hammer. Gotcha. Like, you're you're too high and mighty, better stick you in a wimpy dude. That makes sense. So he comes so, in. OG Thor is just a service a service provider. <laughs> he's he's his task rabbit. Yeah, I that I don't like it. I think it stinks. But he shows up and is like explaining that he he found this sarcophagus and inside it was a hammer and now he has this this hammer and he can wield the power and uh, David Banyan is like yeah 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 but I got a I got a thing I'm doing here can you just like. Let me get rid of this Hulk real quick, and then, you know, we can do whatever you got to do. And oof, uh, he sets off uh, Thor in the laboratory. Yeah, he buries the lead here, we'll say. Because he's like, oh, I found this, this, I was able to read all of these runic languages that I shouldn't be able to read. And I found this hammer, and it created this, it like brought forth a god in front of me, and I can control him. The sets, by the way, for where he finds Thor in this hammer. So cool. It looks like Legend of the Hidden Temple. I'm into it. Um, I kept waiting for like a boogeyman to jump out, and he'd be like, "I only have half a pendant left." <laughs> he takes half your pendant. Yeah. Um, no, he takes the whole pendant if if you got it. But if you don't, he takes you. Oh, that. Well, how'd you get half pendants then? How do they factor in? You had to get the pendants in halves. You had to win four oh, events to get two pendants. Right, 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 right. Okay, fair. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to Dissecting the Hidden Temple. It's like you never Temple. watched Legends of the Hidden Temple. I thought welcome you were my to brother. Dissecting the Hidden Temple. Um, M- Mjolnir is super lame looking here. It just looks, it looks like, like f- they went to Home Depot. Yeah, I know. It's like a cheap handheld sledgehammer. They sell better toys in downtown Disney. For they Mjolnir. sell better toys at the dollar store. It's dumb. Um, but yeah, so rather than being like, hey, Dr. Banana Pants... I have to tell you this crazy thing that happened to me. Watch this. Boom. I have a god in the room. What do I do? He, like, talks all about it. Like, show. Don't tell. Right. Basic rule of improv. Basic rule of life. So he he gets... He's like, look, open that case. There's a hammer in it. And David Bannon can just, like, casually handle Mjolnir. So I guess we're playing with different rules. Yeah, I think... I think the website... Or the website... I think Wikipedia said... There was no worthiness enchantment on this version of Mjolnir. I see. Which 
seems silly. Also, the Avengers movies did not do any fun stuff with that. Like, Thor puts the toilet seat down and then puts Mjolnir on top of it. And it's like, <laughs> do the dishes! They did do that one scene where they all tried to pick it up at a party. And and then Cap could do it. Yeah, and then they were quickly like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, so for some reason, the chant, the chant to bring Thor in, it doesn't have anything to do with Thor, but instead relies on Odin, which I don't quite get. He has to shout Odin, and I don't hey, understand. Hey, hey, sir, can Thor come out and play, please? We were going to jump on a trampoline and then catch crickets. <laughs> like, what? What are we do? Why are we asking his dad for permission? He's a grown, he's a full grown man. He is, and he's hunky. So Thor shows up and he's like, I require a flagon of ale. Or I guess I think it's water Mead. at first. Yeah. Oh, is it? I thought he wants water. Anyway, he wants a drink of some kind. He's, he's thirsty. He's very thirsty. So thirsty, in fact, he just starts indiscriminately yanking panels off the wall and breaking this machine. It's unclear why he thinks there's fluid behind there to drink. Right. Like, if Thor, Thor, if we're going with, like, is a Viking god, has never been inside a room with technology, should be having a meltdown. Not just like, oh, this looks like the refrigerator. Yeah. Like, I feel like there should have been... You know what? No, I had a thing and it's gone because I don't even know how to rewrite this scene to make it better. That it makes sense why Thor is ripping technology apart for for water. Uh, we get really cool. Be like, what is this devil stuff? This is this is not the true power of life, and just this is smashing. Loki's this is Loki's mischief. Smash, yeah. smash, smash. Um, so he and Hulk fight, and Hulk. So David, uh, Banyana, will when he turns into the Hulk first. He's David. Banner, Banyana, whatever, with green eyes that are really cool looking. I love yes. these contacts. And they probably that, hurt so much. Oh my god! I there's no way that didn't that wasn't just hard plastic. Yeah, painted with lead paint. Um, so this is the first of many instances where the Hulk is basically a Disney princess, where he gets pushed and goes headfirst, shoulders back into something. Yes, and then pull, looks up to reveal that he's got crazy eyes. Instead of, like, leaning down and crying. Like, he could easily do the the, the princess shoulder cry, because it's cheaper to animate shoulders than faces. Um, where he pulls up into the contacts, goes back down, and then they show close-ups on the clothes ripping. But he also sounds like a, an elderly man who's worried about his heart condition. Because, like, they're having the confrontation with Thor, and he's like, hey, I gotta, I gotta stay chill, so just, like... You're, you're, no, no, please, I need to stay calm. I need to stay calm. I need to... And it's like... The actor is in his fifties at this point, and he and he's an eighties person in their fifties, so they look like he's you know one hundred and eight, and he's <laughs> yeah. just like, please no, please. And I think that's an interesting aspect of the Hulk that I've not really seen, ex- kind of explored. That like David or why is it David Banner not Bruce Banner? Do we know? I think it was changed because some executive didn't like it. But if you notice his tombstone at the beginning is David Bruce Banner. Oh, okay. Um, that like, actually, never mind. I guess he doesn't. Cause I was like, oh, it'd be interesting. That, Cause like all technically it's like all of the anger and bad stuff about Bruce got put into the Hulk. So like Bruce should be like the chillest mother effer on the planet. Well, it's just like, you know, obviously they couldn't do it back then cause of macho bullshit reasons, but like, I don't know. How about a meditation class, man? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Some yoga. So he gets thrown into this electrical panel, Hulk's out. Then it's it's uh, everybody's everybody's favorite Lou Ferrigno. 
for like a good portion of the movie in the middle, I was like, oh, Captain Lou Ferrigno from wrestling. And I was like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, not that guy. Did you notice that his pants are unbuttoned? And it doesn't look like a conscious choice. It looks like they were like, uh, I don't know. We can't afford to buy new pants. So Hulk, you're just going to have to run around like you ate too much at a buffet. <laughs> like you like a Thanksgiving dinner. Like, yeah. Like nine o'clock on Thanksgiving, 9 p.m. The jeans are zipped all the way up, but the buttons popped open. And it's like, that's not like, that doesn't make any sense. They also try and trick us into thinking Hulk is tall because when he's the Hulk, the like tatters and rips are at like mid thigh. And when he goes back to being like David Banner, they're like flood pants. So it's like at the yes. ankle, the rips. And I'm like, he's not tall. Like they're probably within a foot of each other. He's yeah, not for sure. that much taller <laughs> than David Banner. No, they needed a couple more Apple boxes. Yeah, for sure. Just shoot from a low angle, guys. Oh, they shoot a lot of low angles. Also, also explain why his pants stay on. No, because they be, they can't show you that Hulk junk. That's, I, I mean, that's the answer. This isn't Watchmen. Um, what I want to see is the Hulk where, like, he hulks out, but his waist stays the same. So that's why his pants stay on. So he's just, like, a full hourglass. Like, big ripped shoulders and broad chest. Itty bitty, like, 30-inch, 32-inch waist. To, like... And that's why the pants stay on. He has to, like, constantly wear jodhpurs so that he can have his enormous thighs <laughs> yeah, fit. That's exactly what I want. I want 1940s director Hulk. Um, this style it won't hit her mark. Ah, smash. So, also, the part that I couldn't get over was how much of this fight is just shots of Lou Ferrigno doing, like, and I'm sorry to, to use this guy's name, but it's the only person I can think of, like, a Hulk Hogan flex where you, like, swing your arms and almost put your fists together. Like that's all he does oh. is it's the same. He like goes like, and then they you cut just call the it a wrestler flex. I mean, it specifically was his, I know, but like it, if we're going to erase garbage from the lexicon, we can just say help wrestler flex. In any case, he does that same punch your fist together pose like six times that they cut to. And it's just like, wait, throw a punch or a person or an any do something. He jumps. He does jump off the side of the building in not a dummy for the, uh, the first time in a long time on this show. Yeah, it was also very clearly a much smaller stunt double, which I thought yep. was, was pretty funny. And then it we was cut- the opposite of Buffy. Yes. And then he runs away, and we got to the next morning, and he's stealing someone's shirt off a clothesline and clothespinning $10 in its place. I like I like that the Hulk lands and is just like like scares a person and then just awkwardly waddle runs away. Like, that's the end. That's why you never see the Hulk leave a fight, because it is disillusioning. Well, he has to run that way because his pants don't fit. That's true. Like, genuinely, they do not fit the person who's wearing them. <laughs> so, Thor shows up in his California surfer bro Yes, sweatshirt. And, but the same wig, which is a hoot. It's the same wig and the same pants. No helmet. And then a surfer bro sweatshirt. So I don't know where the sweatshirt came from. And it also implies that his armor is like 16 inches thick because the the Thor that we see walk in has this like huge chest plate on to the point where like he looks like a kid with a pillow stuffed up his shirt. Plus he's got they use they put give him like fur shoulders. Yes. So it really like broadens and like the visually tricks you into thinking he's a big broad wide dude. Right. And like later we see him shirtless and he's 
definitely put in some time at the gym and like is a ripped guy, but he is not the same level as Lou Ferrigno. No, absolutely. On any scope. So yeah, so they go to he finds uh Banyer and brings him back to uh Blake, the student, and he's like, Look, I need your help. Yeah, and they have like a little powwow. You know, Hulk scolds this dude for a while, which is very weird. It's like yeah. very parental and, and, and tonally odd. And then we cut to like the part that's supposed to make this a movie, and it's just incomprehensible. Slow-mo racquetball. Yeah, very sweaty dudes are playing racquetball. One of them is this guy, Lambert, who's like half of the company he works for, which is called Lambert something. Lambert and Adam. And again, because we haven't really... have we, We've seen Lambert once, right? Was he the guy at the beginning? I think he was he on was that He was like, tour, you should yes. take credit for this. I believe so. Um, he's playing against this blonde guy who looks like he should be invading Nakatomi Towers. And he's like, hey... He's a real dollar store Michael Shannon. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I guess the implication is that, like, he wants them to steal the gamma transponder right. for reasons unknown. Right. Because, it's like, not, it's it, yours. You own it. Right. It's it's like they're trying to do a, a Jurassic Park thing with uh, Wayne Knight. What the hell is that? Yeah. Oh, oh uh, Nedry. Nedry, yes. And... That would be okay if it wasn't, like, the top two guy at the company? Because, like, why would he feel the need to do this? But it's also, like, it. Ned, it's, but it's not because N- Lambert is not Nedry in this situation. Lambert is Dodgson in this situation, it feels like. I guess Which, right. if you are not a huge nerd, what I, I just right. said was... <laughs> What I just said was Lambert is not the one who's doing the stealing. Lambert is the one getting someone to steal the thing. Right. But it doesn't make any sense because he already owns the thing. So unless it's like, I need you to steal it so that I can sell it on the black market, which would be a thing, but isn't the thing. It's not, it's not clearly explained. Cause I guess the company said like, we won't sell it for weapons tech, but like you could and be like, uh, whatever. We're a right. company in the eighties. No one's going to look twice. Right. Exactly. Some shirtless rollerbladers happen, and then yes. we cut to uh, Blake's apartment, or is he in Banner's apartment? I, I don't remember. But he's somewhere. Yes. Uh, and he's Thor bemoan. He's like, I am, you know, I'm an errand boy, and it sucks because I'm a god. Right. And so Blake is like, fine, I'll take you to a biker bar that exists only in movies. <laughs> It really is a ridiculous place he takes him to. It's and the it, same bar from, I almost said nonsense, from Sister Act, where Kathy and Jimmy puts the 60s girl group on the on the jukebox and starts dancing. <laughs> uh, it's also basically the same biker bar from the beginning of either Terminator movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. Give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Um, it's also a real nice touch that Blake flinches every time Thor puts his hand on him. Yes. Like, Thor doesn't know his own strength. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, the guy, I have to say, the guy playing Thor, like, has some fun with it and does a pretty good job, but the movie doesn't know what to do with either of the characters in this partnership. No, they don't. And it's crazy, because they're the ones we're supposed to care the most about, because this is their backdoor pilot. Right, exactly. David Bannon is supposed to be, like, a little piece that brings us in, but he is all over this movie. It's so bizarre. But I also love, like, 
Thor is like the biggest hit this bar has ever seen. He's drinking whole pitchers of beer in like two gulps. The women are all over him. He's doing arm wrestling contests. Like he's doing, he's taking bets. Like I bet I cannot drink. I bet you I can drink this pitcher of beer. And they're like, sure, go for it. And everyone's like throwing dollar bills at him. But like this should be the movie. That's exactly what I like. It shouldn't have been Incredible Hulk Returns. It should have been Thor discovered. A Thor is born. <laughs> There could be 99 hammers at Home Depot, but one of them is, Mil- is Mjolnir. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a much more interesting movie if it's like, you know, suddenly this guy... Is, and it's even... Especially the way they do it in this movie, where it's like an ordinary man. Uh, he shouldn't be two distinct individuals. It would make more sense if it was one guy becomes Thor, much like someone becomes Hulk. And like then the mask. He, yeah, exactly. And basically, I want it to be Thor the mask, is I think what <laughs> I'm trying to say. That's Which a shorthand. Is- which is funny because the mask is Loki's mask. Oh, that's right. It is. Isn't so, it? full circle. So, there's a sh- they have a there's too long of a montage. The bar scene is fun and it's what I want the movie to be. Yeah. But it's too long of a montage to be why, a montage. Why didn't and it's also not it's clearly not shot for montage cuz there's dialogue happening with characters that you cannot hear. Like they don't they they play yeah. music over it, but they're having a conversation. And then they cut to them they want to kidnap banner for some reason like when did that become the plot that they want to kidnap banner i guess it's like he knows how to do this technology so if we can't get the technology we'll just get the guy again unclear um because david banner's in in the lab and he sees a truck pull up to the security guard and i was like in today's marvel movies that security guard would just be shot yes it would be like hey can i see your id that, like, impossibly silent gun that yes. exists in movies. Well, they're all magic tranquilizers. Nobody, everyone gets to go home and see their family at the end. Oh, that's true. And da- and David sees that the guard gets, like, switched out with someone else when he goes behind the truck. And then he goes outside and there's what feels like this movie's Agent Coulson, but he's only in it for two seconds. He's like, Mr. Banner, something is wrong. And they go to the, like, security desk and it's all new security guards. And this is the scene where a guy gets shot in the chest. Yep. But like stumbles back like, ah, and then immediately starts fighting full force. Yep. 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 Not the only time that happens to this, mind you, but the first time. Also, so dumb. Charles Napier is like the number one heavy of the bot, like the, the number two of this group. The uh, Southern guy, right? Yeah. And he's been in like a million and one different things, but has also been in the only episode of murder she wrote that we covered on this podcast this both of our tie-ins for february february have actors who are in that only that and only that episode actually he was in one other but that episode of murder she wrote birthday present to me how is that she wrote connection if you if you it would it's inconceivable that that would happen accidentally inconceivable So, because later in the movie, they do actually say that they're out and out tranquilizer guns. I don't know if you noticed that. Well, later they do, yeah, but I don't think they are in this scene. No, they're not supposed to be. Um, And so, he fights, and they all run away, and Hulk rips the door off, and I was like, isn't it, th- isn't it a thing that, like, every car part has an identifier that can be tracked and traced? Like, well, if that's true now, I'm not sure it was then, I and it, I... You're saying, like, trace to what car it came from? Yeah, and be like, oh, it was bought by this person. 
because cars I, are tracked that way, right? So I think if it was like your original pieces, probably in a auto modern car, like there, there's some sort of fingerprint. But also, like you could just buy a replacement door for a car. Like if you got That's in a true. car accident, you just put a new door on there. So I don't think that would necessarily be like the fingerprint evidence you're pointing to it as. Yeah. When I got hit by a deer, I got my I had to get my door replaced. So like that new door you have doesn't match your old one. Like it That's matches true. it, but it's not. You know what I mean. It's not like the. Fi- okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So we go to Thor, not Thor. We go to Hulk talking to his lady, being like, "Look, I." We and this poor her. actress gets like fifteen minutes of screen time in this movie. She like we're supposed to care about her, and we do not get any evidence as to why. Yeah, and this is where I was like, if I'm the Hulk, I would just say I have a disease of some kind, and gamma radiation is the cure. Right. Because then, if it doesn't work, if the like if the experiment to cure you of the Hulk doesn't work, you can be like, "Hey, the cure didn't work. Fake your death again and get out of Dodge." Right, exactly. Like I have become David Banham. <laughs> I have bad, bad. No, <laughs> you just he, he just has to keep adding vowels. Benyoni. Yeah, exactly. He puts on a mustache. Yes, Benyoni. Benyoni. <laughs> it's me, David Benyoni. <laughs> I make a spaghetti and also the secret lab experiments in it's the basement. It's just cans of Chef Boyardee he dumps <laughs> yes. in a bowl yeah. at his restaurant. Yeah, he's like, please don't eat to here. We are closed. <laughs> Is this just SpaghettiOs? <laughs> Mama's recipe. Mine has a piece of the label in it. <laughs> it's like him on the box. Like, <laughs> yeah. with, a, with the, like, okay hand. But it's green. <laughs> Chef Bannon RD. Chef Bagnoni. Oh, man. Uh, that's very stupid. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's at the lady's house, and then the bad guys show up with a helicopter, and they're, like, trying to... Sh- <laughs> and tranquilizer <laughs> sniper guns. <laughs> yes. They, I, they're trying to get him, or they try to get her out. They're trying to get... So they realize that they failed to get him. Right. So they're like, I guess we'll just try and kidnap his girlfriend and use her as a like a like a bargaining chip but like where was the scene where the boss of this group was like all right so just let me recap here i sent 12 of my best men to capture a middle-aged scientist and somehow you were unable to do that there kind of was when he's like this green monster destroyed like stopped all of you and it's like yeah you just said a green monster Like, no shit, buddy. Have you ever played Street Fighter 2? It's like Blanca, <laughs> but without the hair. It was Have a literal green monster. Combat? It's Goro, but with two arms. <laughs> like, I, I can't stress enough to you that I'm describing a literal monster. Um, So, the bad guys inexplicably are dressed as policemen, even though yes. they helicopter in. Yeah, it's like, not... The police unif- the police disguise is used when you're like sneaking in somewhere, like or just like knocking on the door and be like, "Ma'am, we're we're on a manhunt. We're looking for this person." Oh, by the way, this is chloroform. You know, or like, like you need to come with us. To- we're here to keep you safe. Like yes. you don't helicopter in in a disguise because <laughs> why? And also, it's like if you're gonna helicopter in, you like helicopter in and land, and then do the whole like rigmarole of it's an emergency, as opposed to just like. Flying in and start shooting trank darts from 600 <laughs> it's yards. It's like bear hunting in Alaska. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> so they tranquilize her. Uh, ben- the Banana dart Pants is enormous also. Sorry to well, cut you off. And the dart also, is so big. 
It's the same thing they do in Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, where they show the person shoot, and you hear the sound effect, and then they cut to the person holding the wound yes. with the dart in between two of their fingers because yes. it clearly has no way of attaching to them or yeah. their garment. <laughs> so it's just like a giant feather plume <laughs> between held between two fingers. And like, I feel woozy. But like, you know, I've seen my fair share of, of goofy movies. Like, normally a trank dart is like a, you know, a thick marker-sized piece of metal about two inches long and then a feather on the end. This thing is like... A feather uh, duster. Yeah, it's, but it, and it's also so thick. It's like, like the, the, it's like a summer sausage with a feather on the end of it. <laughs> no, it literally is like the thickness and length of the handle of a feather duster yeah. with the full plume on the end. She looks like she's about to start, like, pull it out, get the dust from the ceiling fan blades. She she unbuttons a couple of buttons, and you realize she's got, like, the French maid outfit hidden under, and it was supposed to be, like, some fun role (laughs) play for later. Yeah, it was like... She's Babette from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it's like, ooh, la la, Mr. (laughs) Bannon. And it was supposed to be, like, a real sexy fun time, and instead, no, it's a trank dart. Yeah, so he throws her over his shoulder and tries to go inside, and they shoot him with a trank dart and send him through a the glass window. Meanwhile, I, there are two really good glass break stunts in the movie. This is the yes. second one, but I like this one better because it goes from middle-aged man slowly backing into it to like a 14-year-old <laughs> falling with through. another 14-year-old over his yes, shoulder. Yes, exactly. Um Blake shows up and summons Thor. Thor runs through the water and it's hilarious. Thor spawned in the water and had to run through it. Like, that's that's real bad locational gameplay. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Hulk hulks out, picks up the marble top of a coffee table, and just starts, like, laying waste to some people. Yeah, it's pretty fabulous. Then he gets hit with a second trank dart, and it takes him out. And I was like, hashtag not my Hulk, because <laughs> the Hulk I know could take, like, a round of trank darts, still keep fighting. Right. And then we get both Hulk and Thor hanging on this chopper. And is it's but like you don't see their legs. No, so you can't see that they are six inches off the ground. Right. Well, then later there is like a scene where you can see him like doing almost like a pull up on it. And it's the dude doing it looks a lot less muscular than Lou Ferrigno. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we cut to them falling off and they definitely both just slowly fell backwards under their butts. Like, from a yeah. standing position, it was just like a... Ooh, they didn't even jump. It was just like a roll backwards. It was a slight hop, lay back onto a padded mat. And it looks almost like the ner- the the guy who's trying to... Or- the guy in the company who's trying to orchestrate the stealing of his own company's thing is in the helicopter, I think. Yes. And then um, they, they start flying away, and we cut to Hulk and Thor watching the helicopter fly away, and it is straight up a cutscene from an arcade game where they're just, like, huffing and puffing in, like, <laughs> like, a, like a really bad GIF with only two frames where it's, like, up, down, up, down, up, down. And this is where I was like, why doesn't Thor have lightning powers? Because he should have lightning the helicopter oh, yeah, with no one in it. Oh, yeah, just it. Yeah, exactly. Like, before the woman gets in there, when it's just the main bad guy... It's just the the blonde hunky guy from Die Hard in there with a tranquilizer gar- d- gun. Just right. be like zap zap zap. Yeah, it, it doesn't make that much sense. So then we get this reporter who we hadn't mentioned earlier, but is like I this, forgot it. It's the first time he's in my notes. That there's like a running 
C plot, I guess, where this reporter is looking for for David, like looking for the Hulk and David Bannon. He doesn't think he actually died. Or it sorry, looks, Banner. He looks like you made Steve Buscemi out of clay and Don Knotts out of clay, and then just smushed them together a little bit. <laughs> right? Like he. That's. It does. It does. No, you're absolutely right. I was just picturing what that would look like. <laughs> But this reporter, like, at one point, Hulk recognized him and then ran away. And then they, like, you know, he comes he comes looking for him. And I just still cannot believe he can't tell that this guy is who he's looking for. Yeah. Well, he also clearly was supposed to be the antagonist of the uh, Thor TV show. Like, oh, clearly yeah. it was going to be this man's, you know, trying to figure out, solve the mystery. And there's can't figure nothing, it out. There's nothing sexier as a big bad than a reporter doggedly looking for a, a superhero. Man, oh man. A reporter with too many teeth. I can't uh, wait to tune in weekly to watch this reporter try to track this guy down. Especially if it's Thor. Trying right. to track down Thor. Like, can you imagine if the first Avengers had been Thor versus a reporter? Like, Loki's not there at all. Right. It's Thor versus a human Earth-bound reporter. I've got a big scoop. <laughs> um, there's also, so they, they cut from the reporter to um, the reporter who's like way too smug, by the way. Yes. Like he's at the police press conference being like, oh, you said this is not related? Well, then why do I have six witness testimonies saying it's exactly the same thing? Yeah. Like, Shut up, dude. No yeah. one, get out of here. Not the moment, Derek. Yeah. Uh, so they cut to the apartment where it's... uh. Banyana, Banyone, and Blake, and they're talking, and then Thor says something, and they have this weird crash zoom onto shirtless Thor in yep. a towel by the fridge. Yep. And I was like, what is he, happening? He's like just hopped out of the shower, except his hair is perfectly dry, and he's like, he grabs a six pack well, of he, beer. He wore a shower cap. It's oh, not his shampoo day. Yeah. So he grabs a six pack of beer. And he stabs a knife into it to open it, and then it, like, fizzes out into this pitcher he's trying to fill. And it's like, wait a minute. You have six cans of beer, and instead of just drinking them, you're going to open them each individually with a knife, pour this foamy mess into a pitcher, and then then drink it? it? Like, you're going to be so burpy. You're making it worse. (laughs) Well, he is Thor. Yeah, that crash zoom was so bizarre. And so the reporter shows up, and they decide to send Thor to the door to get rid of him by being just aggressive and weird which like would work for me to get rid of me yeah sure absolutely but this reporter feels like not the guy who would be affected by that no absolutely not so this is is where i wrote why does the company want to steal its own weapon because we cut to the bad guys which we already said we don't understand why and then we get what i thought was a poisoning scene where like the head of the company guy or second head of the second tier of the company was like this wasn't part of the plan. And they're like, we always hear that wasn't part of the plan. And I was like, well, that that means you're not good contract people. This is absolutely set up as a poisoning scene. The way that he hands the glass to the guy and then the guy drinks the glass and then he slowly like starts walking backwards. It's like, oh, he's going to fall down because he's poisoned. And then, no, that's not what it is at all. Because the guy who hands him the drink picks up his glass to his lips and then puts it down, like doesn't take a sip and puts it back down, but keeps staring at him. And I was like, oh, poison. Right. Like, my, my, I'm so trained to look for poison stuff in movies that I'm just like, found it. That's a poison. Yeah. Oh, that's poison. Hey, hey, that thing you're drinking, that's poison. Fun tangent. Uh, when I was in high school, we did a murder mystery at a local tea room. 
to raise money. So we wrote a little script and we had three different endings for three different nights. So each night a different person was the killer. And the one night my friend was supposed to be the killer and she was supposed to poison herself down in the lop down in the room with everybody. But she had left the vial of poison upstairs in the dressing room. And so I was like, oh shit, she has no way to poison herself now. Like we like this the ending is supposed to be like she she dies and then turns out she poisoned herself. So I had to like bring I had to like palm it and bring it down and like pull her into a corner and be like, hey, you forgot this upstairs. <laughs> However, when you're at a murder mystery party, what looks super suspicious is a person calling another character into a corner, quietly handing them something, and then be like, now go away. And three tables were like, what? What'd you just, what did you just hand her? And I was like, nothing. It's not important. And then she drinks from the vial and falls dead. So like six tables were like, oh, he killed her. He handed her the bottle and then she drank from it. <laughs> and then the, they were like revealed at the end. They're like, she poisoned herself. And I was like, I'm so sorry, everybody. I feel like that at that accident. point, I feel like at that point, adult Andrew is like, we're ad-libbing and I'm the killer now because somebody, somebody fucked up. So everyone needs to spread the word. <laughs> well, we're in following a script. Right, I know, but it's like, it, you know, you gotta you gotta go with what happened. I'm like, I'm also now part of the killer. Like, we, we, we worked together, and I poisoned her at the last minute. So, Hulk is back in his lab, and he's holding this giant computer chip. Like, the, the, the equivalent of what would be the size of your pinky nail today is, like, a comfortable handful of computer chip. And he's like, this is gonna be the cure for me. I was gonna be out. I was I was gonna be done with this. And I was three days from retirement. Yes, exactly. And the guy's like, well, we could just try to fix the lab. And he's like, no, it's not worth it. Pops it well, in a he, microwave and well, he microwaves I think, it. I think the idea was that with all, if the machine was fully functioning when they got it, they could use it as a weapon. If it arrives with pieces missing and broken, it can't be. I so it's the equivalent of him like taking screws out of your Ikea box. Yeah, no, I get that. I just feel like... <laughs> You are a legitimate superhero, and you have a sidekick. Like I feel like you could dispatch with these bad guys pretty evenly or quickly, and we see later that they are able to do that. Yeah, 100%. It also looks like it's clearly like made of fondant and chocolate, because it goes in the microwave oh, and yeah. just melts. Yeah, it does. So they go visit the beat-up guy who was... Because he got shot, apparently. Yes. Plot twist. Yeah, yeah. Not poisoned, but shot. And he's like dying in a hospital bed, and he tells them where the, the woman's being held. So he, like, they go to save this woman, and he decides to, like, try to give it a whirl as as not Hulk, like, as a human. And it's just like, buddy, what do you think is going to happen here? Like, this, you obviously know how this goes. Yeah. And then, um, what's his, uh, the, Blake is like, hey, I'm going to call on Thor. And I was like, well, to do that, don't you have to shout Odin at the top of your lungs? And you're, like, trying to be covert and hidden? So instead, he Orlando Bloom whisper yells Odin to yes, summon Thor. Yeah. And please, there's, please come help me, Elizabeth. And Th- Thor shows up with no lightning strikes. And like normally, when Thor shows up, it's like a Disney fireworks finale. Right. It's just lights and fireworks and lightning. Right, 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 right. And this time, it's just like, <laughs> and he appears. So they have this big fight. It's like very not good. Hulk. Uh, and Thor are running around this building getting shot at. Thor picks up a lid and is doing a Captain America shield thing. Because I guess Thor is less, is more penetrable than a 
you know, trash can lid in, on Earth. Right. And then it's like this trash can lid is like suddenly like you're hearing shots like bong, bong, bong ringing off it. <laughs> it's vibranium. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Retcon. This is the first version of Captain Shield. Yes. Um, my favorite part is when Hulk picks up like an eye beam, like a large, heavy, you know, steel beam and like just throws it at a guy like that dude's chest would have collapsed. He would have been dead now. He would have turned to jelly. Like he would have been disgusting. Thor also calls Hulk troll. And I think it's really fun and cute. I like that little touch. Yeah, I I did also. I, I think the guy who plays Thor is like pretty good. This just a bad movie. Yeah. And then they find the bad guy. Oh, wait, we also didn't mention the part where the, the nebbish, like, loser half of, of Thor picks up a M16 and just starts shooting people. Yeah, how does he know how to shoot that gun? Because <laughs> I wouldn't. He first, he shoots a guy, like, real accurately in the thigh. He shoots Charles Napier in the thigh. And then when they start running away, he just starts, like, spraying, praying people on the on the balconies. It's just, like, you know, chopping them down with bullets. Like, this needed to be the super super sexist scene from true lies where he picks up a gun and fumbles with it yes and then it falls and just goes off yes exactly not him picking it up and being like i know how to fire this gun and reload it accurately because no you don't buddy right so uh hulk takes the bad guy's gun and like bends it like a molding chocolate it's pretty cool it's cool chases chases him down picks up a piece of metal and wraps him in it which like if you've ever tried to craft with a thick gauge wire, it does not bend the way you want it to. And if you put fragile things in it, it might break them. Well, I think so, he wants to break this guy a little bit. Well, the, we're using non-lethal methods for everything else. Yeah. I really wanted the Hulk to just pop this guy's head like a grape. Like, I feel I like... Wanted, <laughs> I wanted a good Hulk smash his head down, and it's just like, push his head into his chest cavity like a Power Rangers toy. Yeah, like... Enough. This guy can go. Sorry. Some some villains deserve to die. And that might put me on a list. Right. And then the reporter... So he wraps him in metal, and we get the like classic sitcom laugh, like, resolution laugh. Yes. Where yeah. all the characters are like, <laughs> we got you. Like, yeah. this isn't the groundskeeper trying to scare away the townsfolk from right. the haunted carnival of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> he kidnapped a person. And was going to murder her. Right. So we cut to the reporter being yelled at by his editor, who sounds like Doug Funny, being like, you idiot, like, we're, stop trying to pitch this green monster and Viking story. We're never going to run it again. And the reporter says your favorite, your favorite, you know, newspaper trope and goes, sold a lot of papers, didn't it? Yeah. Like, oh my God, with the sell in the papers. Newsy sell papes. We cut to so this Thor where- having a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. This is where, again, we're like, oh, this is a backdoor pilot to make us really care about his life. It's like, oh, you and Thor are getting pretty chummy. And he's like, yeah, I think I'll keep him around. Like, we get it. We also had a lovely scene of Thor jogging shirtless on the beach in leather pants. With a dog. Yeah. That was not around at all. No. And, like, I'm not a very athletic man, but I feel like leather pants are not jogging pants. They're not. I feel like they're that's barely walk around pants. I feel like that's making a real sauna situation in your business area. Yeah, it, it leather does not breathe well. And so Hulk not Hulk. Thor is running on the beach with the dog and a woman in that like French cut bikini that looks uncomfortable yeah. to like lay in is running down the beach in that. Yeah. 
And we're just talking about how cool Thor is and how, like, we should keep him around and, you know, that whole thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're doing that backdoor pilot thing. And it's, like, it's such an obvious thing. You know, like, I don't watch Supernatural anymore, but when I was watching it, they tried to do a backdoor pilot once. And they... They did? Twice they've tried. The second one was after I stopped watching. But there was one in, like... I can't believe I'm going to say this, like maybe season 10 or 11. You watched till season 10 of oh, Supernatural? I, I didn't get off the Supernatural train until like 12. Girl. Well, like, here's the thing. I kept assuming it would be the last one. So there were like... They, there were th- they negged you there so were th- hard. There were three years there where I was like, this has got to be the last one. And I just want to watch the end. And it was like, nope. And then another time. And then nope. And another time. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm off the train now. But once it stopped being spooky daddy issue of the week, I was off, which is like season six. Yeah. So there are still some good single episodes in the later seasons, for sure. Uh, Some stuff I liked. Like I was I've been watching Supernatural lately, just like pinging around. And like there's probably a dozen great episodes after season five. But I believe I believe it. But I'm not. I have to, you have to tell me what they are because I'm not going to slog through. Well, like there's one where they literally get sucked into the television and are in an episode Scooby-Doo. of Scooby Doo. Yeah, like that's fun. I, I I'm here for those. And every time those get advertised, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll watch that one. And then it's like they just hit their 300th episode, and I was like, holy cow! Like I bet they're going to do something fun. And it's like we're bringing back the mom and the dad somehow for this one episode. And I was like, I don't care about that. Put them in a TV Time travel. <laughs> make them make them fly in a DeLorean or something. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Because, like, I really enjoy the the first parts of Supernatural when yeah. uh, Sam Winchester and I had the same hair yeah. when, I, when I was watching. Yeah. Because I, I would house it house it for my friend and, and take care of their dogs. And during the day when I don't have to work until late, I will, like, throw on the TV. And I was right. like, oh, a Supernatural marathon. I forgot TNT literally runs Supernatural Every from, day. like, 6 a.m. until 3 p.m. Yeah. And they just cycle through. And I happen to catch a, like midway through season one early season two cycle and i was like oh sweet so i sat down and watched lots of hours of early supernatural yeah it's very rewatchable like the dumb episode the black and white episode was one of the ones and i was like i forgot how great this was the problem is i always rewatch episodes that are like mostly standalone except like the last 10 minutes is like how they tie it into the larger story and i'm like i don't care about this i only want to watch the other part yeah, so yeah. I, I don't care that sammy's evil yeah whatever I, yeah I, that doesn't affect me what i you know anyway that's enough of the you're using your powers for evil Evil Sam. Let's get it. Let's get off the Hulk train. So <laughs> again, do do yeah. do 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 yeah do do yeah do do. Um, so <laughs> dissecting Supernatural. Um, but yes, I did watch Supernatural for twelve years, uh, twelve seasons. <laughs> I watched. Bet. I watched it. In I'm fewer putting than that on a T-shirt. Years. I'm putting that on a T-shirt, and you have to wear it somewhere. I I I um. I didn't watch the show when it first started airing, so I think you and I watched like the first four years in one week at the beach. One that's summer. true. Um, that's true. But anyway, enough about that. So we have this like campfire with Hulk and this woman who we're led to believe he cares about, and he's like, "I'll always love you." Cut to the next morning, and he's just walking away down the beach to and the, the sad music, and the dog is barking, and she turns to the dog and is like, "It's not worth it. He's gone." Lady, he's like 250 yards down the beach. Like, I, I could catch him. You That's could catch him. That's a mild matter jog down the beach. Right. And just like, you no. Know, oh, he's gone. Okay, then. And that's how this ends. It freeze frames with Hulk sadly walking down the beach with his jacket over his shoulder, like casually having a beach stroll. And this was supposed to be Thor and what's-his-face, the pilot. There, it does. 
have a fake ending where that's discussed. It's like, oh, isn't Thor so good? Yeah, but like, I feel like the Hulk shouldn't have been the last thing we saw for this backdoor pilot. I agree. Final thoughts, I guess? I mean, it's easy to find, and it's not long. No, TV so... movie, you're in a solid 90 minutes. No, it's 100. It's 100. That's what I hate, that it's so padded, because you could trim off 10 minutes and I would be happier. I don't know. It's I would not recommend not the... this. It's not the worst thing I've ever watched, but I'm not going to say go out and watch it. Um, and we're going to play a new game called, is this movie good to watch when you're stoned on cold medicine? And the answer is no, but apparently it's just as confusing if you're not on cold medicine. Yeah, it is on morning martini. <laughs> oh, that's right. You said that off air. Uh, I did. Yeah. So I did the thing where I was like, it's been a long, hard weekend. I'm going to fix myself a martini. And I sat in bed with my martini and drank half of it and fell asleep for nine hours and then woke up to half a martini on my nightstand. And I had to watch this movie and I was like, well, this martini's not going to waste. <laughs> this martini's not going to drink itself. <laughs> it turned into Mad Men, the TV show. I, I like how that this bit. podcast we do for fun is now causing you to drink uh, at 930 in the morning. Uh, just gin vermouth and a little pickle juice if you'd like to hear more of us drinking i'd like to remind you as we said earlier at the top of the show that if we get to 80 dollars on patreon by the end of this month which is closing soon it's only about a week left where where are we now we're gonna do a uh power hour uh well i don't want to say where we are now because this we're recording about a week ahead as of this recording we're we're, uh about 25 26 bucks so Away. We, uh, yeah. Yeah. If we get there collectively in the month of February, we will do our commentary track track as a power hour. It will probably be also a trank because I will go to sleep right after because comedy, I am comedy trank Because trank. I am about to be thirty two years old and the power hours are a thing that I should have long left in the past. Um <laughs> But yes, please do not watch this. I don't think you should waste your time here. I'm sure there are other better episodes of the Incredible Hulk and the other movies might be better, so I'm not trying to crap all over your your Bixby for no maybe Hulk. We'll, maybe we'll get it. Maybe we'll hit the show again. Mostly it's seventies, but there are a few. The, there are there like two seasons in the yeah. 80s? No, it's it's it could it could definitely come back. We'll we'll see. Maybe if Hulk ever gets his own movie, we'll we'll do another one. Probably he'll that'll, get that'll, another that'll, one before Black happen. Widow gets one. No, it'll never happen. It's a very complicated, silly rights issue. But they're never gonna do it. Oh really? Yeah, they don't get to keep all the money. Um. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I would say don't watch this, but thank you for joining us. I can't believe I forgot to say earlier, this is the conclusion of February. So thank you. That's true. Yeah. Thank you for, for joining us on yet another one of these silly adventures. Um, if you'd like to get more of the show, dissectingtheeighties.com has everything you'd ever, ever want or need. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. On Twitter, it's at dissect the eighties. Just look for dissecting the eighties on Facebook. Um, you can write us at dissectingtheeighties at gmail.com and leave us a message at 856-D-I-S-S-E-C-T if you got something you want to let us know. And then most importantly, uh, please review the show. Uh, iTunes is a big boost for us, but we will take your review anywhere you can get it. And if uh, you are reviewing it somewhere other than iTunes, just uh, send us a screenshot and we will read that on the air. So thank you, everybody out there, for, for doing that and supporting the show. And uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash dissectingtheeighties. If you sign up now at the $5 level, you get three episodes immediately. Uh, Roger Rabbit, Top Gun, and The Great Muppet Caper. So sign up now and you'll get those three episodes immediately for five bucks. Pretty great deal, if you ask me. 
Oh, we forgot to tell him what's next. <laughs> you are really hopped up on cold medicine. I am really hopped up on the cold medicine. Um, we will be back on March 11th with all the marbles tying into the wrestling comedy fighting with my family. So we get to hang out with Peter Falk again. I'm so excited. Woo-woo! So genuinely excited. Thank you once again for listening to the show. I have been the sentient cold virus that has taken over the body of Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until March 11th. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.